the pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of our program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Remember, if you're ever in an accident with all the snow and ice and water, a lot of accidents around, did someone hit your vehicle? Do you need to get it repaired? Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340. If you're ever in an accident, Call West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. They'll handle everything for you. If you're ever in an accident or a member of your family, call West Fountain Auto Body. Let's get it repaired. 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right off 95 behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. Her nomination for uh, Commerce Secretary has passed out of the committee. The next step will be when will it hit the full Senate? But it has passed, got out of committee. Senator Ted Cruz, Governor uh, Senator Scott of Florida, one of the Republicans voted against her, at least a couple of Republicans, but now it heads to the floor of the Senate. As we've been saying, there's no reason to believe that it is not going to be confirmed tonight. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo will give what is expected to be her final state of the state. Now, the question is, when does it hit the floor of the Senate? It needs to hit the floor of the Senate. It needs to get through. Keep in mind, it did basically sail through committee. She got either 21 or 22 votes uh, now out of 24. Now, she just needs 51 votes. So it's going to happen. The question is just, when is it going to happen? The Raimondo people would like to have this happen as soon as possible. And, and the Biden people. I mean, she is going to be... Secretary of Commerce for President Biden reporting to the President of the United States. And then uh, once it flies through, gets through the Senate, uh, much like Mayor Pete did, it'll then, she will be sworn in by the Vice President Kamala Harris and Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. I believe once she is sworn in, her resignation will then take effect as far as Governor Rhode Island, and we will have incoming Governor McKee. So again, on this Wednesday, tonight, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, her final state of the state, even though it is odd, she's leaving, won't really mean anything. It's really uh, incoming Governor McKee that's going to have to take over. Now, if Gina Raimondo, if in fact they don't pass it this week, she's still the governor. She's still in charge. It seems like they're starting to give some power over to incoming Governor McKee. But, you know, the impeachment hearing of President Trump at the Senate is set to take place on Monday. And who knows how that's going to go. So now we are hearing at some point the month of February, the ideal world for them and really for everyone involved would be in fact that Governor Raimondo, that uh, she's, it gets to the floor for the, the full Senate vote. If not, then the state could be in uh, a state of limbo for a while. Now, in the meantime, I want to touch on a story and we're going to talk about it a little bit later. And I want to give credit to um, the name of it. It's Laura Loomer, Loomerd, exclusive Black Lives Matter activist who is now a Rhode Island state senator, may have fraudulently assumed office. Now, I don't, this is still, 
kind of trickling out a little bit. But there's a new freshman state senator, Tierra Mack, who's a big BL, Black Lives Matter activist. But the question they bring up is, is she a legal resident of Rhode Island? Now, the state Senate, Rhode Island State Senate, they're not meeting at the state house. They're meeting at Rhode Island College. So when she was over at Rhode Island College, apparently she got into an accident. Now, I've heard, I've heard it was a hit and run. She hit a car belonging to, I think, the assistant of a senator and then just tried to walk in as though nothing had happened. But they know who did it, was involved in the traffic accident. According to the uh, police records, she has a driver's license still registered South Carolina. The vehicle she was driving, now this is a new state senator, the, the vehicle she was driving lacked valid registration but had Rhode Island plates. So it's an unregistered car with Rhode Island plates. They towed the car. So now they're starting to question, she also apparently doesn't have a Rhode Island ID. Now she moved to Rhode Island, she went to Brown, graduated in 2016. So she's been here for eight years. Got her a master's of education degree at Boston University, 2016, 2018. And she's now the Planned Parenthood, of, uh, works for youth organizing specialists, Planned Parenthood of Southern New England. Now, she lives on Camp Street in Providence, but she still has a South Carolina license. And according to Rhode Island law, now this is all still being filtered out, but they're trying to say that basically, is she really a Rhode Island resident? According to this story, any person, you, you have six months prior to, to voting that you have to prove that you are a Rhode Island resident. But she still has a South Carolina driver's license. She doesn't have a Rhode Island driver's license. So a lot of things is, number one, how did she register to vote if, in fact, she doesn't have a Rhode Island ID? Number two, how did she register to run for office without a Rhode Island ID? So this is very odd, and, and it's all still evolving. I know a lot of people are looking into this. The Rhode Island Republican Party is looking into it. The police report clearly has a date of January 19th, which means she would be in violation of Rhode Island election laws and driver's laws. And then there's also this business saying that how long has she really been a Rhode Island resident? So, and can she hold office? But I think what's What's equally important is a state senator riding around in an unregistered vehicle. So this story kind of came down. It, it came down late yesterday. If you haven't seen it, I have it up on the website to Petro.com and you can read about it. And I have a link to the original story. So now I don't we don't know yet, but within this story about her, they're saying that she basically can't hold office in Rhode Island because she's not technically a registered Rhode Island resident. And they argue that she's fraudulently holding office. Now, I'm not prepared to go that far just yet, but there's definitely some questions that need to be answered here. Uh, and also beginning with why is someone riding around in an unregistered car vehicle? As you know, they get those uh, special Rhode Island state license plates. Now, I'm not positive that she got those yet but uh why is a state senator newly elected senator but riding around in an unregistered vehicle with rhode island plates what happened with that why is she in an unregistered car why does she have a south carolina license and how did she do all of these things without a valid rhode island id
So her name is Tiara Mack. She is a new Rhode Island state senator. This story is just developing. We're obviously going to follow up on it. But she is, uh, again, a state senator now. But the whole story is um, is uh, very unusual. And then, interesting enough, broken by an out-of-state news source. Uh, I do know of at least one or two members of the local media that knew about this story and then chose not to do anything about it, which I think is interesting. This is also the individual that in the very um, end of last year, late last week of December, early part of January, uh, was making big deal about Channel 10, going after Channel 10, because they were commenting on, uh, you know, she uh, posted that she's not going to the table at the state house. She's bringing the table. And it was described on Channel 10 now. It was described as she had a fierce pose about her. And she took exception to that. And people were saying that it was being racist because she is a, a woman of color. And she's also uh, transgender, I believe, or I'm not sure, but she has that on her profile. And she's also a Black Lives Matter activist. And so um, it, it would seem, though, that certain members of the media are kind of avoiding the story because they're afraid to be dragged in. If you haven't seen it, I have a link to the original story, and then I have some uh, uh, documents as well. It's all on the website, depetro.com. So now, now remember, depetro.com. Log on, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and Depetro.com is brought to you by Allstate Lock, locking systems, experts in locking systems and building security and security cameras. Call Allstate Lock today, 401-349-0042, and online at allstatelock.com. You can link right through, right at the website. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call J.K.L. Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates of the market. And they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L. is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, J.K.L.'s reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved national grid BPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navian certified factory dealer called J.K.L. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. J.K.L., they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call J.K.L. right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? 
Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today. 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com to the John DePietro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's AM 1380 99.9 FM you can always listen online at the website DePietro.com joining me right now he covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe and Dan without question it is uh, Gina Day in the USA huge day and night for Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo let's set off the latest of what is expected to happen today yeah so so thanks for having me John and I think at the you know beginning of the day we're going to see the Senate Commerce Committee take up um, Governor Raimondo's nomination uh, to to the to be Commerce Secretary, and by all accounts, uh, this seems to be moving along pre- uh, a pretty clear on a pretty clear path. There is some resistance from, you know, from House Republicans who don't really have a say. Um, you are seeing a little bit of uh, a handful of Republicans in the Senate kind of raise some questions. Certainly, Senator Cruz, but when you get to a point of, you know, scheduled for a vote, you very rarely see someone voted down. In fact, in in the history of the country, only one Commerce Secretary ever has been voted down, and that came in the mm. um, And so uh, it, it's a very rare thing. I mean, usually a president, no matter the president, is going to have these things pretty buttoned up to make sure they've got the votes to get their person across the line. Um, it's interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead. She only needs 51 votes, but this this late surge of House Republicans uh, trying to make some waves. I, I don't know if that's just noise or if that actually could be a factor. They want to delay it. Yeah, they want to delay it. I mean, the thing with the with with the Senate is uh, on the Senate side is, of course, because you're 50 50 uh, Democrat and Republican. It, it is not as easy to, um, you know, to jam this thing through remember 
uh, in theory, I mean, the, the, the chairman of the committee cr is still currently a Republican because they haven't quite figured out how to, um, you know, how to split power with a 50-50 Senate. Uh, so there, there's always a chance that these things, you know, could fall uh, to, the, to the wayside. But keep in mind, as we talked about last week, I mean, the, the Republican chairman of the committee, uh, Chairman Wicker from Mississippi, you know, literally ended his, his his talk last week by saying, I don't think you're going to be the governor of Rhode Island for much longer. The one thing that has changed since then is uh, there has been a lot of scrutiny on some of Governor Raimondo's comments on uh, on China. Uh, Car yeah. Carl had a had an editorial or an op-ed <laughs> in the Wall Street Journal. So there there certainly has been more scrutiny, but you haven't heard any, certainly the, the, the chairman of the committee, you haven't heard most Republicans say uh, they're opposed to this. And if you look at the way the other votes have gone for some of these cabinet uh, jobs, with the exception of one or two, you have seen pretty overwhelming support for Biden's nominee. So that's why I think it will probably go in Gina's favor. So, Dan McGowan, it, uh, uh, your understanding, it makes it through the committee. Then what happens? So then it will go to the Senate floor, but we do not know when that will happen. In fact, right. I think a lot of us were, were kind of anticipating that Friday could be the day. Um, I, mm. I've heard mixed uh, reviews of that. Uh, just, just somebody yesterday said, you know, there's a chance this gets pushed off a little longer. Um, you mm. know, the, the, this trial, the, the impeachment trial is coming. Um, and so it's no guarantee that she, be, uh, that she will be out by, she will be confirmed and then resign very quickly uh, or immediately. Um, by Friday. I do think it, it, it will happen sooner than later, just because I, I think they want to have their cabinet levels kind of picked. And I think the governor uh, over the last week has, uh, and the governor's staff have really begun that the true transition to Dan McKee. You know, I, I'm, I'm told that Dan McKee has, um, you know, started to inform people who's staying, who's going, things like that. And so there is a real now we're starting to see, you know, the, um, the, the, the kind of that true transition. And so if that, if real uncertainty, I, I would doubt that that would be happening. Now, tonight, <clears throat> Wednesday night, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is set to deliver the state of the state, even though she has one foot out the door. Right. What can you tell us behind the scenes of that, Dan McGowan? Yeah, I mean, they're, what they're trying to do with this, you know, remember, is for people out there who, who might not know this directly, these state, these state of the state addresses uh, uh, tend to be you know, written by committee. It tends to be a lot of people who have their, their say on it. And they're crafting this one as, you know, very much a farewell address. This is going to be the governor's probably the last time she really speaks to a broad audience in Rhode Island. So I think you're going to see, I mean, see what you would expect. You're going to see a lot of cheerleading for the things that she's gotten done. Uh, you're probably not going to hear her acknowledge too many uh, flaws. I assume she'll take up uh, COVID and, 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 you know, probably try to uh, maybe, uh, you know, inspire a little bit to say, hey, we've gotten through this. You're near the finish line. Like, you know, I have confidence in McKee to get this kind of over the line. So see. Um, a lot of that. The, the question that I have is, uh, and I put the, I wrote this in roadmap today, is how much will she directly address the first job? Because I think right. I think a lot of people don't, you know, unless you were watching the press conference a couple of weeks ago when she, you know, gave a little bit of an acknowledgement of this. Um, 
you you might not quite understand why you're why the governor's leaving midterm. And so I, I think mm. she does have to address that to some degree, but you know, she'll probably she probably needs the, the Biden people to sign off on that. So I think they're really scrambling. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that the speech is actually finished as you and I talk right now. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, if in fact, for whatever reason, <clears throat> um, th- this she may not be confirmed by the full Senate this week. That's possible. Now, the impeachment trial is set to start Monday. If she's not confirmed by the full Senate this week, making it out of committee, which I agree, I don't see any reason to stop it that she wouldn't get out of the committee. But how, like, do they have a working idea of worst case scenario as far as Team Vermundo? They don't. They, they've said, they, they do not know that they, they do not, I would say they don't think this will go on for another month, let's say. Let's use that as the, you know, they, mm. I think March 1, you will not see this. I think their question is, you know, is how quickly, how quick does the impeachment trial move, right? It, you know, it, it's a strange impeachment, right? It's not, you know, it's not a sitting president. It, there's uh, it's only the one article. In theory, this, you know, could be a relatively quick trial where, you know, it, it's it's kind of like a extended floor speeches of, you know, insurrection, insurrection, cool. and and then you know some version of voter fraud, voter fraud, and and then there's just a vote. And by all accounts, it sounds like it, you know there there probably aren't enough votes to convict the pre- uh, the former president. So, um, it, you know, that could go relatively quickly. But what we all want to know is how much business, Senate business, will get done aside from impeachment? Or will it be all impeachment all the time for a couple of days or a couple of weeks? Who knows? Um, and, and then does that really derail all of the nominees who, who are still need to get through? Now, Dan McGowan, behind the scenes, uh, as things stand now, I mean, you, you talk with with a lot of people are you, is there anyone seemingly at this point that could be going to washington to join governor mundo should she pass the barriers and get through the company i process? still have heard nobody uh in particular at least nobody of of significance i think there i know there are a handful hmm. of people um in the administration who in the governor's administration who um are you know let's say on the younger side right a like low level aides who that job in Washington, you know, would be great on their resume. You pretty much go and do anything down there. Remember, you and I talked about this last week. Another thing people forget is the jobs in many state governments pay a lot better than the federal government. Yeah. So if you are the chief of staff, which I can say for sure, the chief of staff, David Ortiz, is not going to Washington with her. Um, I, I know that. I, I know that for a fact. You know, he he made a lot more money than he would make. You know, oh, you know yeah. giving her. Uh, advice down in Washington. Oh I mean, we're talking probably $90,000 more a year. So uh, a pretty yeah. significant amount. So uh, the, the big question, the, the one that I'm really interested in watching is Secretary Pryor, the, our, our Commerce Secretary, because remember, he had no ties to Rhode Island coming in. He came here to work for Gina Raimondo. And uh, by all accounts, it, it appears as though he'll be leaving, whether or not that's right away or you know, March, April, you know, sometime down the line. And uh, she, he and Gina Raimondo and, and Gina's husband are very close. And so you would, you would think there was a chance that maybe he would be kind of a, the high profile person. You know, David Ortiz is a, a talented, valuable person to have, but you don't need two chiefs That's of right. staff. That's right. And, and there's a lot of those jobs. John. I mean, the, the, you know, all these people who are the deputies, the lawyers, 
look, you know, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of mouth to feed in Washington with any new administration. And as we talked about before, you know, there's a lot of staff that's already been hired that she probably didn't have much of a say over. Yes. Right. The other one I had heard was uh, I heard that she thinks very highly of Department of Labor and Training, Scott Jensen, that that maybe he's someone that would would make the bulk. So so Scott Jensen, I'm confident, will be leaving the the state of Rhode Island. He's from Maryland, uh, came here. Another person who yep. came here to work for Governor Raimondo. He is not from everything I understand is not joining uh, the, the Biden administration. In fact, uh, I believe he and uh, very, this is very inside baseball, but the former Democratic Party National Party Chairman Tom Perez, uh, it, it, he, yeah. former, and Tom Perez is expected to run for governor of Maryland. So there's a seamless kind of fit there uh, to work on that campaign. So it looks like it's going to go in that direction, um, not going to work for for the Biden administration or for Gina Raimondo. Dean McGowan, where does Mike Trainer land? I mean, he he has been in the trenches with McKee. I I know right now he's just serving his communication on the transition, but Trainer's been there for McKee. I know he hasn't had maybe the position to give him, but he's got a lot of jobs. Yeah, he out. he certainly does. And Mike Trainer is not a household name uh, to a lot of people here, but you and I know him very well because he he's you're exactly right. He has been kind of the key spokesperson behind the scenes. He's the person that give us in the news media talk to about McKee and he has been with Dan McKee since day one. I mean, I remember when Dan McKee just yep. was, was thinking about running for Lieutenant governor. Uh, you know, Mike Trainer's been around and remember Mike Trainer comes from a long line of, uh, or, you know, has been around this, this world for a while, was very close advisor to Lee Chafee. Uh, so knows that um, he has said that he is not planning to join the administration uh, um, so, wow. but, you know, I'd be surprised if he doesn't have some role because, you, you know, he yeah. is a veteran spokesperson. He's respected by kind of all of us. And so, uh, you know, you would, you would think that he would get something. Um, I, I, I guess I should say, I, I would venture to guess that if this won't be a, a, a situation where, uh, if he, if he wants something, I think he will get it. It won't be, oh, there was nothing available for you. It's more of, it's his choice. I, I think that's the way to put it. He put Chafee in office. I mean, he was, as I was talking about, he was running the campaign. He had a huge uh, back and yes, forth with Sienna. That's right. Uh, because Mike Trainer had a business in Connecticut that didn't go well. But he's been right there every step of the way with um, with Dan McKee. And, and every time, you know, he's there's a talent to what these people do. And I know he's not, you're right, he's not a household name. But just as someone that watches behind the scenes, it's crafted a certain way. There's a certain authority i i think you find yeah. room for a guy well, like that but we'll see folks quick break go ahead, hold on yep. hold on dan hold that thought i do want to come back to it quick break a lot more dan mcgowan of the boston globe right here on the john DePetro show what's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it i'll tell you what you should do as i like to say if your appliance is dying just call ryan ryan's appliance repair 401 710 7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. 
No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's appliance repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's appliance repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300, MEGA, MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 401- 431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.